Today's episode is brought to you by McLean Middleton, providing trusted legal services to businesses throughout the region for over 100 years. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Down to Business. I am Amanda Andrews, Managing Editor for New Hampshire Business Review. And joining me as always is Mike Cody, Incoming Editor for New Hampshire Business Review and New Hampshire Magazine. Hi, Mike. Hey, thanks, Amanda. And joining us today, we have a special guest, um, Joey, by another name, though, would be The Roaming Foodie, if you're on Instagram. So I know I'm a huge fan of your account. And um, thank you again for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. So excited to be here. Thank you. So I feel like if anybody is on social media these days, they know the Rolling Foodie. If you're in New England, um, it's kind of it's kind of cool that you go to a lot of local hotspots that we we enjoy. Um, and I know we are in New Hampshire itself, but you you travel a lot. So I was wondering if you could kind of give us give us a rundown of how you even got this account started. What were your kind of passions that sparked? Yeah. So I'll give a little background. So I started really kind of messing around with this in 2016. I was actually looking back at an email recently because I was showing a friend. I'm like, hey, this is when you started helping me because I reached out to a Boston blogger back in 2016. But it started probably about like fall of 2016. I was um, at a restaurant with a friend from college and we would just chat and everything. And they're like, Joey, what do you want to do? How's, how's your life going? What, how's work and all this and that? I'm like, yeah, it works okay and everything. And she's like, well, what would you like to do with your life? I was like, I don't know. I love watching um, Guy Fieri and Phantom Gourmet, you know, how they get to go all these cool restaurants. That's what I always loved watching as a kid. And so she's like, well, have you ever thought of just posting on social media and Instagram and everything? I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. So she shows me this girl doing it in New York City. And I kind of used her for inspiration and just kind of like went full, full force with that. I would just like post, go to restaurants whenever I was traveling. Fortunately, at that time, I was working for a company that had me driving all over New England. So it was like the perfect time to kind of like go to this restaurant in Rhode Island, go to this restaurant in Western Mass, go to this restaurant in New Hampshire. So it really helped jumpstart the roaming foodie because I'm traveling everywhere. So I um, was sitting with my friend. I'm like, what should I call this blog? Because I like traveling and wandering and stuff. And they're like, we came up with roaming because like roaming is, you know, similar to that. So and then that's how that was born, the roaming foodie. I love it. Now, give us a proper pronunciation of your last name for our listeners. Yes. All right. So it's Calcavecchia. Calcavecchia. Yeah. It sounds like hands. something you, it needs more Calcavecchia. <laughs> exactly. It's a nice Italian name. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, yeah. I, and you, you really travel, which I think helps mm -hmm. because I, you've showed some places that are nearby to me, but I've never heard of. And yeah. it, it gets me out and trying new things that I maybe otherwise would not have heard about. So that's really fun. Yeah, that's always the goal. I mean, you know, I like to balance out what I post, but it's always finding those little hole in the walls when I can and just showcasing them to people that don't know about them. Yeah. Is that sort of what you look for when when you are traveling and looking for, you know, a new restaurant organization to sort of feature in social media? Like, is it targeted or is it more of just... Do you hear about things first and then you travel? What's like your plan these days? It kind of goes all over the place. Um, sometimes like, you know, you're getting, I'm getting DMs being like, hey, have you checked out this place yet? I'm like, oh no, what is that? Or someone in the comments say, you got to, you posted this pizza place. You should go check out this pizza place. Like that's what happened recently with the new pizza place in uh, Concord, New Hampshire. I think it's called um, 
Sour Joe's Pizzeria. Okay. It's uh, right on 5 Pleasant Street. So someone had messaged it to me like three days prior to me going. So I was like, you know what? I was in Manchester one day. I was like, I'm just going to drive up to Concord and go check this place out. And, you know, it was a cool spot. They're doing like a Roman style pizza, which no one's really doing in New Hampshire. And they also had like all kinds of fun different slices. Like you would not normally see like a vodka slice, like a pesto slice, a mushroom and truffle slice. So finding those type of places is really what's like the coolest about this opportunity I've been presented with me. A couple of weeks ago, we talked with uh, Ethan Hennessy, chef out in Dover. Evan Hennessy. Yeah. Evan, it? yep. Evan, Evan, excuse me. Evan. Yes, at uh, Stages. Yep. Yeah, and he we talked a little bit about uh, oddball foods. Like he had a he had written a blog about how to cure how to use brewer's yeast to cure a pig's heart. Do you have any offball food uh, type of uh, you know menu items that you just try you've never tried before? You just I mean, drawn? he's a perfect example. I was there probably about three weeks too, and um, I was with his um, his PR agent. We were just like meeting up and talking. And so we had a few little things there. They like had a little wine spritzer night thing going on. And he brought out caviar ice cream. Oh. Weirdest thing ever. I never had caviar in my life. And I was like, what is this going to taste like? So like, first I took a little bite of the ice cream. And then I did, he's like, you have to do it with the caviar. Just like the, the saltiness of the caviar and like the sweetness of the ice cream. It works so well. And I was mm -hmm. like, wow, this huh. is actually amazing. So I that's definitely so it's weird. Expensive scoop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That I would say so. Um, that was probably the coolest thing lately I've tried. Yeah, that sounds something like I, I would see that and say no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You said you had to try it. And you I was like, try oh. it you never yeah. know. Um, but that just kind of shows how you have to be open-minded, you know, of trying new yeah. things. Always. Um, so it's, you know, it's definitely, I think you're one case of many where businesses are starting to look to influencers on social media to kind of help spread the word. And I was wondering if you had sort of a, a take on the power that social media has with business. And, mm -hmm. you know, for those who may not be utilizing it, how, how, how would it change the game? I mean, for New Hampshire Magazine, when we had our Best New Hampshire event, you helped them spread the word about the event. And we got, you know, there were many ticket sales and yeah. just that small little effort made you know, maybe to, it was huge to us. So yeah, um, I was wondering if you could kind of talk a little about that with relationships. Definitely. So I think if you're going to work with influencers, you definitely need to really vet them out in 2023 because a lot of people will, you know, pay for their following or some people will get it a following way too fast now and not yep. understand how to work with brands. Like I have people that reach, hey, will message me like, hey, you know, this person just reached out to me. They're, you know, they're a restaurant. Like, what do I say? And they, they literally have probably like 50 posts and they have like 10,000 followers, which that's like a lot in such a short span yeah. of time. So it's like, you have to vet them out. You got to ask them certain questions to see how they respond. Are they just looking for the free food? Do they actually care about helping the business? Those are things you really need to look for when you're working with influencers is what's their passion and what are they really doing it for? Because I know a lot of them in Boston that are like, oh yeah, it's just like a fun thing I'm doing. I'm in college and I'm getting free food. It's like wicked fun. It's like, yeah, yeah, I see how that is. I'm like, I'm like, I'm just obsessed. I want to go find places. So I think it's really important to like, um, you know, vet them for that. And then when you do work with them, it's setting expectations for you and them. So what you want them to say and show in their videos, the more you can give them, the more it's going to come out the way you would expect it to do. But you also still want to give them the creative freedom to create the content the way they see it. Just make sure the language is what you want to highlight. Otherwise, they'll just kind of like post about it and it might not hit the talking point you're looking for. So it's like you got to be very 
specific when you're working with them. Now you're working with them also in shooting photography. Tell us a little bit about that passion, how it developed and, and you know, how to create great shots of a delicious menu item. Yeah. So yeah, I've been doing the photography too, just as long as this, I'd like it to be more of the business, but it's definitely fun. I've been working with um, Yamas. I don't know if you've been there yet in uh, Salem. They yep. used to be in Pelham. It's a Greek restaurant. So I just been working with them the last few weeks. We've been doing some photo shoots of their menu, highlighting all the new stuff. And it's really just getting the best shot. It's all about like, if you're not doing like all the little camera tricks behind the scenes, we're using like this and that and little droppers and heat guns. It's like making sure they're making it look as pretty as possible coming out and just making sure you have everything set up right away to get that nice shot. So example, like we were doing, um, what was it? Like their mozzarella, they have like a fried mozzarella thing or fried cheese thing. You want to make sure like as soon as that gets out of them, you get them pulling that and getting the shots and you just want to make sure it looks beautiful and get the lighting too. Cause it's harder in some places that don't have like a natural light coming in. So you have right. to use like artificial lights. Like I have a bunch of them like this and stuff. And mm -hmm. you want to make sure those are placed right because sometimes it just is too reflective on the food and it, you can mm -hmm. tell it's really fake. So it's like playing around with the light at first and making sure your lights are in place and then just like getting that action shot. It's always about the action shot because that's what people want to see. About making a burger that's this big look like it's this big. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got to get close and go at an angle. You go yeah. close and go at an angle to make it look bigger and wider. I love those little tricks because they work so yeah. well. <laughs> just the little things and that's how you get people to be like, oh my God, I need that. Yeah. And actually, Yamas is a good um, example because I I live in Pelham or I used to. Yeah. And then so I saw them in there when they were there, but then like how they went into Salem and how different the atmosphere yeah. is. And it's so pretty in there. So oh, yeah. I, was I was happy to talk to one of the host. owners last night. Yeah. One of the owners last night was just telling me is like, I, you know, I took I want to make this look so pretty and everything, putting in the chandeliers, the tile there, like the nice like Greek aesthetics whatever yep. you want to say that is on the walls it's just like he's like i wanted to make this look amazing in there they're they want to keep growing that's all i know yeah our, our conversation yesterday which was pretty cool because it's good it's really good i love it um i guess i'm curious if you have i know because there are a lot of businesses that maybe think that they're too small to start of mm -hmm. have this social social media presence or to even partner with a an influencer in the in the degree that they are looking for so i was wondering if you had any advice for like how they could start is it more of doing a lot of research to see who would be a good fit i know you kind of mentioned that a little bit earlier but i was wondering what kind of like first steps you would um advise companies to sort of start with are they already do they already have a social media presence and they're looking for influencers or they have neither they have neither okay neither well then the first thing i would say is like obviously get on to instagram and TikTok, those are two that you want to focus on the most and just start producing cool videos. And that does seem stressful for some people, but it doesn't need to be a lot. Just like quick two to three second clips to begin with, just to get comfortable with that. And you can throw a few photos in, but I would say anywhere from like three to four posts a week to start building that up. And then once you build all that up, then you'll start getting attention of people like me or other influencers who might see that. Or if you really want to go down that road with influencers, just start like looking at other restaurants like a Yamas and see what they've done. So I would look at other like, um, you know, popular restaurants in the state or in the area and see if other people have tagged them in the photos that are influencers. Mm. And by doing that, you can see these other influencers and find them that way. Because otherwise you're going to like struggle typing in New Hampshire food or math, whatever you're going to type in, it becomes a little bit more because you don't know what the results are going to be. Yep. 
We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. McLean Middleton is one of New England's premier full-service law firms, with headquarters in Manchester, New Hampshire, and offices in Concord and Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and Woburn in Boston, Massachusetts. McLean Middleton has over 100 attorneys in five locations and has been providing trusted legal services to businesses throughout the region for over 100 years. A full-service law firm with practice areas in corporate, tax, employment, litigation, trusts and estates, energy and environment, intellectual property and privacy, and data security, to name just a few. McLean Middleton's commitment to their clients, community, and colleagues has helped them to establish and maintain long-standing relationships as trusted advisors. Whether you are starting your business, growing your business, or preparing to sell your business, McLean Middleton has the experience to guide you through the complexities of the legal system. For a complete listing of their practice areas, attorneys, and locations, visit www.mclane.com. No, that's great advice. And yeah. uh, you mentioned TikTok, and I was going to bring yeah. this up because that is, I I think, by far the most popular app for yeah. social media at the moment. It um, definitely is. And I was, you know, we had, we have been sort of, you know, monitoring how, you know, back in the day when there was a TikTok ban, I remember like mm -hmm. Trump had tried to ban it back in 2020. Still, some um, companies are still banning it because of the, of the, the Chinese influence. Right. And I know that um, Ron DeSantis actually said that if he was elected, he would continue with the ban. Um, because of that security vulnerability. So I was curious what your thoughts were on that. Yeah, I mean, so far for me for TikTok, it's been like so important to me and what everything I've done. Um, like at first I tried using it back in like maybe 2019, 2020, and I got no results with it. I was like, eh, this app's silly. It's just like people posting, dancing stuff. But I had been working for a ad agency and they, you know, they, they're used to all that stuff, technology and ad stuff. So I remember him telling me, he's like, Joey, pay attention to TikTok because he knew I had my like Instagram account with the food. He's like, you got to pay attention to it. It's going to become something. I was like, like, it's just videos of people dancing. I don't see the point of it. So um, flash forward to like probably that summer or June during, you know, after the lockdown stuff, um, I see these people in Boston start posting restaurants and everything and they're getting good engagement. I'm like, what? I was like, this is a thing. So I, I met up with a few of them just to pick their brains and they're like, you like restaurants are literally reaching out to us and saying, oh my God, thank you so much for posting these videos. You don't know how much that meant during the pandemic where we were shut down. We got all this influx of business. So I was like, okay, let me start playing around with this. So I started looking back into it. I was nervous because I wasn't really proficient with editing videos yet. So I, mm. I had all this like video content I took with the intent of editing. And I had my friend, she edited me one video and it was of, um, what is the restaurant? It's, uh, what's the, it's an Italian restaurant in Merrimack, uh, Portofino. Yes. So yeah, and then there was another one that's called like, there was two of them she did for me now that I remember. It was Portofino Merrimack and then it was called In-N-Out Burrito, which is now Baja Burritos on Amherst Street in Nashville. So we did both of them and they had both went viral. Like I got like 10,000 followers within like three days. They both had like 100,000 views. I got um, Baja, which was In-N-Out there telling me they have lines out the door. They that's, sold out of yeah. food. That's crazy. And I heard that. Yeah. And I heard that immediately. Like, this is what it's all about. It's helping those small businesses and giving them that opportunity to expand their business to new people who would have never gone. And they see someone like me 
and they're like, oh my God, this guy, you know, he goes to all these restaurants. I'm like, a, you know, a bit of an authority on it. So it like gives that trusting word for these people to go check that out. And then that's where I really think like TikTok really came powerful for me. It was helping me out as a business, growing me as a brand, but helping out these smaller businesses and getting them more exposure that they naturally wouldn't get. You uh, kind of alluded to my next question. So you, they had all the, you know, these long lines. So one of the things I imagine with these businesses, you have to tell them is if it does go viral, you got to be prepared for the business. Yeah, yeah, yes. Have enough people to cook and serve and handle a, a, you know, a, a, a crazier crowd than you're used to. Yeah, I always, I tell them, I go, this is, you know, I mean, it'll still perform well, but if it goes viral, I'm like, you got to be ready for this. Like, um, like, what was it? The sourdough, sourdough dough that I did like two weeks ago on there. He literally messaged me. He's like, thank you so much. We literally ran out of dough halfway through the day. He goes, I was not prepared for that. And I didn't say anything to him that day because he didn't quite know who I was. So I kind of just wanted to be low key and like yeah. create that like experience where it shows these businesses that the power of TikTok is still like wild when something hits and goes viral. And mm -hmm. it's just a powerful tool for that. Yeah. And, and I like that it's difficult because small businesses are focused on their business. So they might not yes. have time that is to true. do all these fun things, even though they really want to. So mm -hmm. partnering with an influencer such as yourself kind of gives it like an external sort of marketing that they can help formulate. But in the end, yep you're doing a lot of legwork to show the greatness of who and what yeah. they do. Um, and I like now that, I know this is not usually related to restaurants, but now that they have the TikTok shop, a lot of creators and artists can sell their stuff on there. Yep. So I think it's it's definitely becoming a hub of um, like the go-to of- Yeah, like you have new. these content creators who are creating stuff at home. They're not, you know, they're not working these nine to five jobs. They're yep. creating stuff at home. I have a friend, who's an artist and he wants to sell like a clothing brand. So I kind of sat with him, gave him all my advice and everything. Yep. He wanted, he wanted to go overboard with like creating content, but he created like three months of like photo, videos and photos for twice a day. And his goal is, you know, start building that um, following and then he can link all his shop to it and start monetizing that another mm -hmm. way. So it's just the power of the monetization and for these opportunities for people is it's insane. Cause like three years ago, I mean, Instagram was still a thing, but like, TikTok just shot through the roof with that video capability that Instagram, you yep. know, followed with. For sure. Because video, I think, again, with our little attention spans, it, it grabs us and we're more engaged with it than the swiping through photos, which I know that Instagram is getting, had to kind of revamp. Yeah, they had TikTok. to like, they had to keep up with that to yeah. be relevant on their app. And it's like always like battling between those two apps in terms of like engagement in that. But like, it's, I mean, I can go anywhere in like Southern New Hampshire and someone's going to be like, Hey, you're like the food TikTok guy. And yeah. I'm like, oh, 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 that's me. So it's just cool to see like that. It has that extent in the reach and these, that, that many people are on here and you don't have many people are saying, Oh my God. Like, you know, I took my mom to that restaurant for her birthday or like me and my girlfriend love your page. We go check out so many restaurants for date night. Mm -hmm. And just hearing those things shows that it, it works. If I didn't ever hear that, I wouldn't, think it would actually work because right. there's no like I'm not hearing it I'm like I'm just posting stuff out there I don't know if it's doing anything but I hear from these business owners and these people regular people that are just like enjoying the content I put out and going to these places I recommend now what does the roaming foodie like to cook at his house <laughs> I keep it simple when I can so like if I if, if I'm not busy traveling right uh I start every morning with two eggs two pieces of sourdough and three pieces of ham and I've cooked everything in butter and then um, after that, I usually have like a turkey wrap. And then for dinner, it's usually some sort of like a marinated Mediterranean type of chicken 
with mm -hmm. rice and a little bit of hummus. That's like my ideal meal when I'm not eating all this food because I eat so much. I feel like that's nice, simple that I enjoy. Yeah. So you have a stable thing. This is a stable diet. So you can play around everywhere else where you go. eating all kinds Exactly. Of things. Yes. I try to keep it stable, but like sometimes I can go on like the seven to 10 day bender of just going to like lots of restaurants and not eating as best as I'd like to. Mm -hmm. Do you ever have to bring cohorts with you? Because I, you know, when you want to sample so many different things, you're like, who's yeah. going to help me eat all this food? I know. It's well, definitely hard. Have I have ice cream for me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Make sure this tastes good. Um, I, I have a friend that she's like a little up and coming blogger. So she's been, she's been great to go with during the week where it's like, we'll go to two spots after she gets out of work. But it's hard when I'm like doing it throughout the day when people are working nine, regular nine to fives and I'm out there creating content throughout the day. Yep. So those days are hard. Usually I just, uh, I'll bring it to family or friends or local, the local gym I work at, work out at. I'm like, Hey guys, here's the food again. And oh, they nice. love it. That's yeah. Good. So I guess, uh, does this mean you don't have, uh, a full-time job, like a normal nine to five? Is nope. No nine to five to me. <laughs> yep. TikTok and Instagram provided me that opportunity. That's exciting. Yeah. So, you know, I do partner up with bigger brands that, you know, help pay my bills. I have to, you know, I have student loans, I have bills yep. to pay. And I also like taking that money from the, you know, from the larger brand deals and like going to the smaller businesses and supporting them with my money. That's excellent. I was yeah. looking at a, 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 I think it was assistance bank. It was a survey of, of, uh, jobs and what young people want to do and all that and a lot of people want to do what you do yep. exactly oh yeah they don't want to work nine to five they want to be an influencer so yep. just uh, for a little bit of uh, uh tough love tell us about how difficult it is to do oh it. yes you have i mean like i said hours. yeah i started in 2016 essentially the fall of 2016 and like I was always just doing it on the side, but I was working like an operational job with like a food startup company. And then that just wasn't my thing. And then during that time I started working, like this was 2017. So like I started putting a name out there for me. So this is where I could start doing more photography for restaurants. And I was helping out with a restaurant group doing their social media 30 hours a week. And then I took a job part-time at an ad agency where I was doing the same thing for Johnny Rockets and Friendlies for uh, three years. And during COVID, probably like, well, not even COVID, probably like 2021, 2022, I had a lady reach out to me who manages influencers. She's an agent and she brought me on and she's been like managing me ever since with like the brand deals and getting paid. So it probably took about five and a half years for me. But like I said, sometimes now with Instagram, you can go super viral and get like 50,000 followers in like six months. And then mm -hmm. those people, I think they just get it too fast. They don't know how to really deal with all that like you got it too fast you didn't really earn it in a sense you didn't put in the hard work of like years and years of just like working on your brand and getting there mm -hmm. and making contacts so I think these days people just want to have that instant stuff where I you know worked for it for six years and finally got to where you know I can make money and survive you were instant success over several years exactly <laughs> I like that though everything I try to get I work hard for it I was gonna say it you must do you ever is there ever a moment where you're not working? <laughs> today. I took today off. <laughs> okay. And this is the only thing I really did. And then yeah. I'm like, uh, maybe I'll go do some yard work or something. And just like, it's good to have that do something different. Yeah. Yeah. Like tomorrow is probably pretty chill. Actually, I do have a thing at 11 and hooks it tomorrow. And then I'll be done the rest of the afternoon. Thursday, I might just go to Boston and go to the uh, St. Anthony feast just to enjoy that. Ooh. But I'll probably create some content out of it because I have, you know, my brain will tell me I have to. <laughs> it's like it's easy content that will do really well and then uh friday i'm supposed to be going up to the beth or uh, whitefield mm -hmm. 
Well, that sounds like you've got a full plate. Oh, yeah, it's always like that. I usually like one day maybe to myself, but then I don't even know what to do with myself. It's like exactly. I got to keep I got to keep moving. Or otherwise, I do nothing. Yeah. I'm just like, I'll get burnt out. If you don't keep going, you just stop. Yeah, it sounds like the work is fun anyway. Right. So, so yeah, I know and you're not counting the hours. No, never, never do I. I'm just like, all right, let's go edit some videos for a little bit. I'll just sit on my sit right here and edit like three or four videos that I maybe shot last week and just get them posted. Or if it's like my agent reaches out to me like, hey, you know, when can you have this stuff ready? And then just like kind of planning that stuff out with her. Well, I have to say you are already a sensation in New England. So I guess keep doing what you do. And uh, yeah. it's we'll have to keep watching to see what's new in the state. Yeah, definitely. Our neighbors. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, taking the time to chat with us today, Joey. And I know that everyone will be glued to their phones to see where you go next. <laughs> so definitely. Thank you, Amanda. Yeah, thanks so again. Much, Joey. Yeah, thank you, Mike. All right, All right. Take care, Mike. To everybody Bye. listening, be well.